Leaders in Worship podcast, episode 38. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded vision and people, and develop their ability to lead effectively. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast. My name is Matt Perkins, and I am your host, and I'm excited to have you with us on this, the 38th episode of the Leaders in Worship podcast. Today, we are talking with James Moon. He is the Vice President of Content Development at Focus on the Family, and he's going to talk about several things that they have coming up, a new family project. And really, I wanted to give a look at the importance of family in our ministries, um, in the ministries that we oversee, in the people's lives. Uh, We have to keep family first and foremost. There is an attack on the family in our culture, in our society. And so I wanted to talk with James. We recently spent some time visiting at a conference, and the more we talked, the more I wanted to uh, just sit down and say, hey, let's record this, what we're talking about. So I'm glad to have him with us today. And then I'm also going to touch on an article I came across on Charisma News. And the title of that is Katy Perry and Why Pastor's Kids Fall Away. There's some real insight on this, and this is not a an article of bashing Katy in any way. This is just talking about a a host of pastor's kids who have struggled in their faith and points out some recent statistics from Barna Research. It says that 40% have gone through a period where they significantly questioned their faith. 30, 33% are no longer active in church and 7% no longer consider him or herself a Christian. And so we're going to look at that information from that article. Well, I also wanted to let you know about the Green Room Sessions. This is a great thing that I am excited about, March 21st, 22nd, and it is the Green Room Sessions, Conversations About Life and Ministry Off the Stage. So many things that we hear about at conferences. Uh, We have times where we talk about how do you do this, or how do you run rehearsals, or how do you uh, do all of these things, uh, songwriting, those are incredible. Uh, but what I have been feeling in this last year, I've really wanted to get worship leaders, music pastors together and talk about things that are in our lives that are present, but off the stage. So we are having conversations about life and ministry. This is an opportunity for you to increase your capacity in life and leadership. And so I hope that you can join us. You can find out more information by just going to greenroomsessions.org. Now let me tell you this. We have someone who has stepped forward and said, hey, I want to sponsor some worship pastors. And they have sponsored several worship pastors 
and their spouses to attend this. And so if you are interested in that, I would love for you to email me. I want you to email me today. Don't forget, don't put it off, because once these scholarships are gone, they're gone. And we're only allowing up to 50 worship pastors and their spouses to attend. And so there's a cap on the registration, and we want to make sure that you are a part of it. So what I want you to do today, I want you to email me, and you can reach me at matt, M-A-T-T, at leadersinworship.com. Let me know why this would be a, a benefit to you. Maybe you've been going through a season where it's been a dry season, or maybe you're struggling, or maybe you are just wanting to see how you can just get over maybe some some plateaus, and you're wanting to push through those. Well, that's what this Green Room Sessions is all about. And so be with us on this very first one that we are doing. We're going to be expanding this out and having regional events. But right now, I want you to contact me. Let me know that you can attend. And we want you to register. Uh, We have some special pricing that we are doing. As we are coming up on these last few weeks, we want to fill this out. Your meals for Friday night as well as Saturday are included for you and your spouse. And so we want you to be a part. We're going to hang out. We're going to develop relationships. And then we're going to share what's on our hearts. It's going to be an incredible time. And I want you to be there. So now we're going to go right to our next segment with James Moon. Questions. How important is your family to you? Very important. Can you tell me why? If you didn't have a family, you would die because you had because you need love to live. As I contemplate the world around me, I'm perplexed. I've always believed in traditional family. Man and woman marry, they have and raise children, they remain committed for a lifetime. But every day in the media, the life choices of my neighbours, even in public policy, I seem to be told that I've got it wrong. The biggest change that's taken place in education over the last generation actually has nothing to do with schools, uh, but everything to do with what's happened to the family in the last generation. Dad is just not there on a regular basis. Out of wedlock, childbirths have gone through the roof. We're at about 40% uh, right now of all births are out of wedlock. 24 million children in America have um, no biological fathers in their home. Was divorcing after many years of marriage. Is it time, Danielle, to acknowledge the end of traditional marriage and embrace some new ideas about romance and family? It's time for me to really get into my life. Think about me as an individual, not as a marital partnership. Why should people be in relationships that they're stuck in? I do till death do us part. Couples in Mexico City who want to get married, but not forever, may be able to soon get a temporary marriage license. You're, you're, you're buying a car or a lease with an option to buy. So I have to ask the question, does culture have it right? Or is there something better? But when you finally get past that and you say, no matter what, I'm committed to you, I want to give more, I want to serve more, then that sets a tone that betters the world. James, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, you know, it's my privilege and, and honor. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what your role is with Focus on the Family? Yeah, yeah, I'm the Vice President of Content Development at Focus on the Family. So if you know what we do from a content perspective, we have a visual media team, mm-hmm. um, obviously doing film and video work. We've got a book publishing and curriculum development team. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we publish magazines. And then uh, many people are familiar with Adventures in Odyssey and Radio yeah. Theater. And yeah. that's our, what we call our, our radio drama team. Uh, that's, that's a big part of the content development we do. Mm-hmm. And then we have our plugged-in online program that does movie reviews, media reviews. Uh-huh. That's part of my team. And then I've got some vertical integrated marketing groups that work for me as well. So we're all about taking the strategies of Focus on the Family and productizing them in various forms. Yeah. Well, in being able to leverage all of those different mediums in, in a society when, you know, everything, you're hitting everything. Yeah. And um, being able to impact families. And that's why, you know, when we were talking, we're here at, at uh, the Synergy Conference and just talking about the importance of family. You know, we have a uh, Green Room Sessions uh, conference is coming up in March and being able to reach out to worship pastors and be able to reach out to their families as well. And I think as we get involved in ministry, we can be so focused on everybody else's family that we forget about our yeah. own family. You yeah. know, it's kind of like the, you know, the car it, repairman that, yeah. uh, yeah, it's always his. Car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, and what's more important than our family? Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, there's two layers that, that we're working on at focus on the family. One is that very practical advice. How do we live as dads of honor in today's right. society? That's one, that's one level and, and building skills to, to accomplish that. But we're even moving upstream a little bit more in people's lives and talking about the attitudes and beliefs about family. So let mm-hmm. me give you a couple of examples. I, um, I met a lady who works for the Minrith Clinics in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she and her husband work with inner city kids. She told me that the children they work with don't even believe that they're married. Wow. Because they have never met a married couple. Wow. We have a massive segment of the current generation, not just here in the U.S., but in particular here in the U.S., um, that's, that's sort of where, our fo- where my personal focus is, although we're international, who have never actually experienced family as God intended it to be. Hmm. God intended for the man and the woman to marry and ha- build a lifelong commitment and for both of them to be involved, even in all of their imperfection. You know, there's yeah. no such thing as, an imper- as a perfect right. family yeah. because they're made up of imperfect people. But a dad who commits his life and lives sacrificially for his kids, even in a modest way, a very yeah. moderate way, has a massive influence and a massive asset yeah. to children. Yeah. And so we live in a culture where there's a whole bunch of people out there who actually don't even believe that. Yeah. And they tell us we've got it wrong. Hmm. And they believe they have a better way. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the plight of mankind, isn't it? Yeah. You open your Bible to the book of Genesis, and yeah. here's, I'll show you two people who yeah. thought they had a better way. Yeah. And so what we're doing is saying, look, your attitudes and beliefs about family, we can know God's design for family. Mm-hmm. Through the primary revelation of Scripture, yeah. Malachi 4, I'll turn the hearts of the father to, their, to, the, to the children and children to their father, or I'll curse the land. Yeah. That's not revealing to us that God's waiting to curse us because we didn't turn the hearts. Right. That's God revealing to us how the design is. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't happen, the curse is built in. Right. And guess what we're seeing right now today? Yeah, exactly. Look at the city of Detroit as an example. Yeah. It's literally crumbling. Why is it crumbling? The family mm-hmm. has failed in yeah. Detroit. Yeah. There, now there's hope. That's the beauty of it. There's yeah. hope. And it's good. So when we talk about, when, you were, when we were talking about worship ministers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can, there's a couple of challenges that we face um, from ministry. One is, if you believe that there is a design for family and that God has ordained that design, mm-hmm. um, don't let the culture tell you you got it wrong. Right. Study that design, know the design, and live within it. Yeah. 
And so I think that I'd like to say that to worship ministers. Bolster your faith in God's design for family because the culture is coming against you every single day right. telling you you got it wrong. Yeah. You don't have it wrong. Right. We know that when a man marries a woman and they have them raise children together and they're to raise grandkids, et cetera, mm-hmm. that's powerful. And yeah. it's powerful because that's how God designed it. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who don't believe that's possible anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. But it takes people laying self aside and actually living out a life of honor and yeah. integrity and godliness. Yeah. yeah. And I think we, we can look at it and say, you know, maybe you're listening today and you say, well, um, everything's cool in my family. Well, we are, we're not here. And my role as a worship pastor is not to just go up, lead a couple songs, make them sound cool, and be attractive and relevant to the crowd or the congregation or whatever you might call it. My job is to pastor the people that are in our ministry Mm -hmm. and be involved and invested in their life. So if if things are going great in your marriage and in your family, now it's time to make sure that you are investing in other people and making Mm -hmm. sure. So if that mom can't make it to rehearsal because she has to help her daughter with her homework. Um, it's learning how to be flexible and help them understand that I care about not just what the gift that you bring to this ministry, but I care about the gift you are to your family. And yeah. so investing in mm-hmm. them. Well, and, and it's a chance for you to affirm her belief that her family comes first. Right. And, and say, yeah, you know what? Take care of your kids first. There most yeah. there isn't any question about that. Right. Um, that's what we need to do. And and even thinking about and you know it's complex because you're trying to run a ministry. You, yeah. I'm trying to run a business. Yeah. I have people. I have women who work for yeah. me. And and um and and finding that balance, but being sure that they know. Yeah. That you know that their family is of paramount importance. And honestly, the other part is we're called to be a kingdom of priests, which means mm-hmm. that we're called to live out God's design for yeah. family in front of others. Yeah. Well, what happens if our lives are out of balance? Yeah. We're suddenly not representing the true God. We're representing something else. Right. And what we need to do is really keep our eyes on Christ, represent yeah. him. And in this case, we're saying, well, in the context of family, guess what, Dad? We need to sacrificially give to our to our family and our yeah. kids guess what mom we need to be there and nurture and, and, yeah. and be a part of that so. so you guys have some projects that are coming up and um, a film yeah. um why don't you let us know a little bit about that yeah so the family project really is an exploration of god's design for family so the family project is a is a big general term for a product line mm-hmm. but it also is a describer of a specific curriculum program so the product line the family project begins with the documentary film called irreplaceable it's a feature-length documentary. It'll be released in theaters on May 6th, actually for a one-night event. And what we hope to get is, uh, is a couple hundred thousand people out to mm-hmm. view that documentary that night. And it's exploring family from the perspective of marriage, sexuality, um, the value of having children, gender mm-hmm. differences, and the importance of fathers in the home. Because wow. in each case, there's a yin and a yang on each one of those yeah. issues. One side, we say if people need to marry and make the covenant promise to one another and the other side says marriage is just a piece of paper we can live right. together we can form yeah. whatever and and all the way down the line sexuality should be confined can should be confined within the context of marriage that's where yeah. it's healthiest yeah and others no 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 we should be able to have sex as we please right um gender there's no differences between the genders um that's all culturally you know um that 
the culture lays that on men and women. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth is there are roles for yeah. gender and, and we're yeah. created that way. And children are in the way of the good things in life mm. um, as opposed to being the good things right. in life. Yeah. And then finally, dads are optional. Man, I gotta, yeah, dads yeah. are not optional. <laughs> and so that's what Irreplaceable explores from a documentary perspective. But then we have a small group curriculum called The Family Project, mm. where as a group, people can sit down and actually discover... God's design for family. And the beauty of that is it's 20 minutes worth of learning, but it's a good 40 minutes worth of group conversation because wow. we know that the community and the people sharing, people sharing their, you and I sit down and share our stories. Yeah. We learn from one another. Yeah. And it's an exploration of how we as men and women come to relate to the creator of the universe. Mm. Well, guess what? The context of family is a big part of where we make that connection. Right. Did you understand God better as the father when you became a father? Yeah. yeah. Did you understand the bride of Christ in that analogy when you married? Yeah. These things are all illustrate for a us. A lot of God shift is. in perspective. Yeah. yeah. And, and until you go through it, you can't really, you're observing it, but you haven't actually experienced it. Yeah. So when we go through the, the, um, the turmoil, I've been married for 25 years, and I can tell you my wife and I have been right up to the edge, absolutely up to the yeah. edge. And, um, but having worked through that now, I've learned an awful lot about God, even in the painful times. And that's, we, uh, we're going to be, in May, will be 25 years for us. Wow. And, uh, you Congratulations, know, and, that's huge. Yes, and you too. Yeah. Um, and when you see your kids getting older, and now they're going through you know, different decisions and, and choices that they're making, that even shifts perspective even more yeah. of the importance of, you know, seeing them now weigh out decisions in light of, okay, what does God want me to do? Yeah. And things that you're very thankful for, but you pray even harder for them, mm-hmm. just saying, God, give them wisdom to walk out this journey of life and their relationship with you yeah. and keeping that in perspective. It, yeah. You know, is always mm-hmm. it. You know, it doesn't get any easier. I'm finding, no. and now I look back and right. and you know, my mom and dad. We're, there's six of us, and uh-huh. now you're looking at it going. I th- I think I'm getting it. How they uh-huh. were concerned. <laughs> yeah, isn't it interesting? You know, you, you think about um, it, it. It dawned on me not too long ago that my that my mom. When I transitioned to college, was still in her early 40s. Wow. And I look at myself and I'm in my early 40s and I'm thinking, suddenly it re- I realized my mom had no idea what she yeah. was doing as a mom. <laughs> because I don't have any clue what I'm yeah. doing either. And, and we suddenly relate to them a little yeah. bit better and maybe forgive yeah. them a little bit. It but, looks so old back then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. now 20 years going, used to be a long time. Man, it sure isn't anymore, is it? Yeah. So, well, and I'm going to have links on the show notes so you can look um, and go to leadersinworship.com. You'll find links to this project, The Family Project, and Irreplaceable, the movie. And I encourage you to check these resources out um, for your church. Um, Check them out for you individually and your family. And make sure that um, we can do everything we can to support Focus on the Family in this project. And uh, I believe it's going to be awesome. Well, and use this as a ministry opportunity. Our hope is we realize that the very best ministry doesn't happen through the media we create. It happens on the ground with people pressing flesh with people. Yeah. So what we do is create opportunities for for local ministers, your Mm -hmm. worship ministry network, um, to leverage that to accomplish their mission. 
Yeah. And so we hope that people do that, but also to bolster their own worldview as it relates to family and God. Mm. Uh, that's an important part of it. I call it core training. So the yeah. core training is get your worldview right. And, uh, and suddenly when you encounter new scenarios, you know what the basis of, you have yeah. a basis of truth yeah. uh, to make decisions. That's awesome. Yeah. Worship pastors don't underestimate the um, influence and the opportunity that you have to speak into families. And on a weekly basis, uh, people are watching you, not just people on your team, but, but you have a large platform in your church and ministry and people outside when you go into the post office. I stopped in to a Staples the other day and a guy stopped me and said, Hey, I, I watch you guys online. I can't get to church because I'm working, but I watch you every week on uh, online mm-hmm. and just stop just walking into a staples and yeah. um and you never can underestimate the importance mm-hmm. of what you do on a weekly basis and uh, and how you live it out during yeah. the week no, no kidding living it out living it out in front of people is a very important part of that that's probably the strongest message that you can convey well thank you so much for yeah. being with us and spending the time i really appreciate it you're welcome we could talk all day thanks so much james yeah, for being with welcome. us you're very welcome bless you well i sure appreciate james taking the time to talk with us about the importance of family i also encourage you on may 6 2014 that you are a part of this one night event for irreplaceable the movie. We'll have links in our show notes how you can find out more information about that as well as how you can support it. Support it on social media. Support it by purchasing tickets. Find out where Irreplaceable is playing and be a part of that. Uh, You can help champion the cause of family. And I had mentioned earlier uh, before we got into the episode talking about Katy Perry and why pastors' kids fall away. This was an article found in Charisma News. You can find that link in the show notes, and it will talk about this. But I did want to cover some of these statistics that Barner Research talked about. Katy Perry being the highest-profile pastor's kid and has indicated in interviews that she's no longer a Christian, uh, doesn't believe in heaven, hell, and and there are a lot of things that were being said. And Barner Research has indicated 40% have gone through a period where they significantly questioned their faith. 33% are no longer active in church. Now think of that. One-third of pastor's kids are no longer active in church. One-third. That's amazing. 7% no longer consider him or herself a Christian. I think we do have to ask ourselves, why is this? Uh, Pastors who were asked, they replied, 28% said that it was unrealistic expectations that were placed on them. 18% said negative experiences in church. Now, if you've been in ministry or around church, there are negative experiences that happen. We're dealing with people, and we see them at their best, and we also see them at their worst. But 18% said negative experiences influenced this for them to walk away. 17% said, now listen to this, 17% said the father or mother is too busy at church to spend time with them. Wow. 14% Faith is not modeled at home. We need to ask ourselves, are we modeling faith in our home? Are we Christians or do we just 
tell people how they need to be Christians. We need to model our faith at our home, in our families. We need to be leaders. Uh, This is not just about being worship leaders, worship pastors, leaders in worship. This is about being leaders in our home. Are you a leader in your home? Pastors say that several things that they had wished they had done better and then other things that they feel like they did very well. 30%, 30, uh, excuse me, 37% said uh, they introduced their kids to Christ, maintained a Bible-focused home. 21% said that they spent time and supported their children. 12% said that they loved them. And that's what they've been doing best or what they have done best in raising their kids. 10% said they taught them good values. And 9% said that they allowed them to make their own choices and be themselves. What pastors wish they had done better, 42% said they wished that they had spent more time with their kids. Um, Boy, it is important that we see these two things. Pastors, 42% wish they had spent more time with their kids. Now, when we look at this issue of families, Now, when we look at this topic of families, we are seeing just a huge attack in every part of our society on the family, saying that trying to redefine marriage, we're seeing it in the news every day, people are trying to change what family is. But I want to ask you a couple things. Why is family important? Just ask yourselves, what What is it about this that makes this so important? James talked about that when uh, in our interview of why family, the role of the father and the mother in the home, looking at some cities where there's been just a collapse of the family. He mentioned Detroit. But I want to ask you these two questions. How do I value my family? Maybe you need to spend some time and just sit down and and write. Maybe it's at your computer if you're using Evernote and that's how you journal or you write things, um, however it is, or maybe just a, a pad and paper and you write down, what are ways that I value my family? Maybe think of three or four ways that you want to write down. And secondly, how does my schedule reflect that? Write those things down. Maybe three or four things under both of those. How do I value my family? And secondly, how does my schedule reflect that? Now, there are times and seasons in ministry that we have higher demands placed on us. We're coming into an Easter season. There are productions. There are things going on. We have to arrange music. We're working with vocals, making sure people are are set, that they know all of their parts. And so there are higher demands placed on us And as we are entering that time, uh, it might be more difficult to find time, but we need to make sure that we set that time aside. If it's going and doing something that is just different, that you can hang out as a family, I don't know what that is for you, things that your family loves to do, but you need to think of those. Write down three or four things. How does my schedule reflect that? 
How do I value my family? We need to know what season we are in and then make the most of it. And we make sure that we are recharging, not only individually, but we have to recharge as a family. When there are demands placed on us, then you go through those seasons. Christmas is another one. We spend all of this time gearing up to Christmas. We have the big production. We have all of that. And we need to make sure that we aren't sacrificing our families so that we can just have good music around Christmas. We need to make sure that we are carving out time with our families. Now, I can say that I'm talking from experience. There have been many years that I had gotten through the Christmas season and was completely frustrated because I felt like I was trying to make Christmas, the Christmas season and the feeling, the spirit of Christmas, good for everybody else. And I was frustrated because I was spending all my time at the church. We need to recognize those things. Plan ahead, prepare, and say, how can I show that I value my family? How can my schedule reflect that? Yes, there are going to be greater demands, but how do I carve out time and make sure that my kids know that I am not going to sacrifice them for the sake of ministry? Make sure your spouse knows you're not going to sacrifice them for the sake of ministry. We need to value our families. We can't preach to everybody else about it and then not walk it out ourselves. It's tough. It's not easy, but those are things that we need to do. Hey, I want to remind you, just coming up in a couple weeks, March 21st, 22nd, the Green Room Sessions. You can go to greenroomsessions.org. You can also email me, matt at leadersinworship.com. If you are interested in one of those sponsorships, we have these available, and I would love for you to take advantage of that. I would love for you to be there to increase your capacity in life and leadership. We have some great topics that we are covering, and I think it will be a great help for you, a great opportunity for you to connect with other people just like you who are going through the same struggles, going through the same uh, difficulties, but also sharing in the great joy of being a part of ministry. Well, I want to thank you for listening. I would love it if you could just take a moment and just leave us a star rating and a written review. Um, iTunes is always changing their algorithms and how different shows come up in search engines. And so if you can do that, that helps us. It kind of gives us an advantage in popping up when people are looking for worship podcasts, some leadership podcasts, and how they can find these resources. We want this to be a help to you. And so if there are other ways that you may share with us on how we can help you in your ministry, you can leave a voicemail right on our website. Go to leadersinworship.com, and on the right-hand side, you'll see a tab that says Leave Voicemail through a great service called SpeakPipe, and right from your computer, you can leave us a voicemail, and you can also email me, again, matt at leadersinworship.com. I'd love to hear from you some ways that we can improve our show and be a great help to you. Well, we love you, and we thank you so much for being a part of this show. I want to thank James Moon again for being a part of this episode. We have some great interviews that are coming up, and I know that you are going to enjoy them. So thanks again for being a part. I hope that this is a great week for you in ministry. 
God bless.